Hello, San Pedro Podcast, episode 15. You are listening to the Hello, San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. everyone. Happy 2019. Uh, the new year is here. I'm really excited and I'm ready. I can't wait to see what the new year has in store for not only myself, but the podcast as well as our community. Um, I am very excited about this episode, not just because we have our guest from episode one, Angela Romero, back with us on the show. Uh, she will be filling us in on her personal journey to becoming San Pedro's local historian, uh, as well as telling us a little bit about her um, big announcement that she made back in October. Uh, I'm also excited about this episode because I am going to be announcing our two new sponsors for the podcast. Are you guys ready for it? The first is CryptoSpace, the Bitcoin Cash Lounge in downtown San Pedro. Can't wait to keep you updated on um, more information about them and updated on their announcements and events. Can't wait to learn more about their amazing business. Uh, The second sponsor is probably the coolest skating brand in town and the most Pedro, if I can say that. And that is Badfish. Thank you so much, CryptoSpace and Badfish, for becoming a sponsor of the podcast. It means so much to me, and um, I look forward to working with you in the future. Uh, For this episode, we brought back Angel Romero, like I said, Um, and if you guys didn't hear the first episode, then I highly recommend uh, scrolling to the bottom of the list on our podcast and checking out that episode because she shares with us why San Pedro is so great and why it's so unique and so special. In this episode, she's going to tell us her personal journey to becoming San Pedro's local historian, as well as give us some insight on a very big announcement she made back in October. Uh, So without any further delays, I'd like to introduce to you my guest who has literally walked through every street in San Pedro. No, that's not an exaggeration. She started the project block by block where she went and discovered the entire community of San Pedro by walking through every single street. She also started giving walking tours back in 2011, where she would take people on tours of the local areas and share history about San Pedro. She's also a regular columnist for San Pedro Today and started That's So Pedro podcast um, a few years ago, which she no longer does. um, But with her blessing, I have taken up the reins in the Pedro podcasting uh, sector uh, where I hope to start a community of Pedro podcasters. Um, she is also a local historian, which I've already mentioned. Without further ado, I am very proud to have back on the show Angela Romero. All right, we are back for the new year. Happy 2019, everybody. I hope everyone had a wonderful, safe New Year's. Um, I thought it was only appropriate to bring back the guest who started it all, 
Angela Romero. Thank you, Angela, for coming and being on the show again, starting us off in the new year. Woo-woo. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Um, are you excited about 2019? I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Lots of crazy things are going to happen this year, I feel. I think so. That's what we're here <laughs> to talk about. Um, you made a very big announcement in October, right? Was yeah, October? I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, and it caused a big, uh, a lot of talk in town and yeah. you did a history talk and over uh, like almost a hundred people showed up. Totally. Oh my gosh. I was so, people are still telling me either that they tried to come and they left because they couldn't hear, mm-hmm. uh, or that, you know, they were re- crazily amazed about how many people were there or that they had fun I ran into a lady while walking my dog Uh and I was just being nice like you know you see another person with a little dog and you're like hi and she was like you're the history lady I went to your talk and I was like oh hi thanks thanks for coming did you have fun she's like oh my god I loved it Mm -hmm. and I was like oh and then I was like okay bye (laughs) it's weird yeah I know I'm the history lady you're not um anonymous not that you ever were but I feel like even with a podcast like I can't like I can't just cut someone off anymore (laughs) what if somebody recognizes right (laughs) yeah I know I know I went to the um they had the birthday slash key uh, transfer for the lighthouse mm-hmm. and Councilman Buscaino gave me a shout out and I was like, ah, hey, like, should I start waving? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. Hi, hi, yeah. history. It's like history person. It's I know. It's weird. I like to just being that, like, I kind of miss being that, like, anonymous weirdo in the back who's just recording everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like why is she here? Those what is she doing? I know. You, you put yourself out there. Um, I'm really excited. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, well, before we get into it, I thought, like, let's get to know you. Let's share with our listeners. You are, you have been my, like, Pedro go-to person since I've met you, I think. <laughs> um, like, you, between you and Megan, I've been like, let me just text them because they'll know. Yeah, know? someone, um, my friend Robin was telling me the other day, she was like, someone was trying to Pedro-splain me. <laughs> And I was like, no. And I was like, oh my God, Robin, that's like my job. And she was like, but it's okay if you do it because you know more. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a Pedro Splainer. That's what I do. Sure. I should get like business cards and be yeah. like Pedro Splainer. Pedro Splainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think um, like I randomly text you every once in a while because my husband thinks he sees like Pedro in the background of some old movie. Oh, yeah. And so I'll, I'll have to like take a picture and I'll send it over to you just to get confirmation because I was like, I know Angela will know. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm pretty good with it like I'm so bad so I have like a mild photographic memory and because I've walked every street in town I can't not see it like I have a friend who worked in like the industry the Hollywood industry and she's one of those people who can't see can't not see boom mics like she sees them she's like and it ruins the movie for her I'm the person who had who sees San Pedro no matter what I was like oh my god I think that's the inside of this one building and people are like oh my god you're weird or I'm like whispering to my friend I was like that's Pedro and they're like I I love that you're that person because I have your number in my phone and I'm watching a movie I could just text you and be like tell me this is Pedro (laughs) we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna have to have a hotline yeah. Soon. Oh my gosh, yeah. Pedro Hotline. Um, <laughs> is that Pedro in that one movie? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the hilarious. one thing, like, when I was doing um, Block by Block, which was kind of like my original claim to fame, which is crazy that I started it almost 10 years ago. Wow. 
um, where I was like, why aren't we making more of a big deal about movies filmed here? Like, we all know that they're here and we all know that they happened and we kind of take it for granted. But there are other places, like I always bring up the, there is this movie that it filmed in town here also. It's called Fist, F period, I period, S period, T period. And it's kind of like, it's a 70s movie mm-hmm. with Sylvester Stallone. It was like his his like screen test before they, they gave him Rocky. Mm-hmm. And so it's like kind of like a loose, loosely based on Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. And it's all about unions and they filmed here in town, but they also mostly filmed in this, like in this town in, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And they, they have like, these people celebrate it still to this day that like, oh, cause wow. it was like the biggest thing that ever happened. And I was like, we have so many movies that were filmed here. Totally. Why aren't we making a bigger deal about it? Yeah, I think we need to make a big deal out of every single one. Nicholas Cage will have a crown. <laughs> I totally like, so, <laughs> he is, he's, so Nicholas Cage is the actor so far that I know who has filmed the most movies here in San Pedro. Honestly, every time I'm watching a Nicolas Cage movie, and like sometimes we'll just go through Netflix and be like, oh, look at this Nicolas Cage movie. It looks like it's action. And he's doing a lot of those lately. And sure enough, there's like a dark alley in Pedro where he's like fighting yeah. something. I'm like, that's Pedro. Yeah, he's so... I I um I have this thing that I made. It's called the um, Nicolas Cage Guide to San Pedro. <laughs> Where it just kind of like shows all the places where he filmed. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, when did your passion for San Pedro really start? Growing up in Pedro, did you always feel that way? No, I hated San Pedro. Okay. That's why I always tell people like if I could go back in time and tell myself like even... So I've been doing this for 10 years. So even if we can just go back like 15 years and tell myself that, hey, you're going to be like a total Pedro nerd, I would just <laughs> laugh in your face. Because I, I, you know, I dreamed about moving away. I always threatened to move away, mm-hmm. but I was such a mama's girl that I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I always dreamed, I'm moving to London. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hated I went to, when I graduated from high school, I went to the University of Colorado. And because I just wanted to get out of town, I hated growing up in Pedro. I feel like that's that's like represents a lot of us. Like you either love it or you're just like get me out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, and so my love didn't actually kind of peak until um, probably started in 2007. Mm-hmm. I I lived at so the building where that used to house Sirens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the old news pilot building, and I lived in there. It was my very like. I called it real world San Pedro. <laughs> it was very bohemian. We all smoked cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you couldn't tell. Like, I lived with, I had seven roommates. We called, so the building was called, it had the nickname of the pilot. Okay. After the news pilot. So we called, I lived at the pilot for six months. Uh-huh. And my roommates, I had seven roommates. One was a glass blower. One was a so cool. um, ballroom dance, no, a swing dancing, um, a swing dancing tattoo artist who had a dog named Captain Tim and even Captain Tim had a tattoo which I mean yeah it it looked cool but it was very abusive um um, so glassblower tattoo artist swing dancer a guy who had just gotten out of prison for grand theft auto because like one of my roommates was giving you know giving him a favor Mm -hmm. um a chef that is very bohemian. And, and like a, such a... Yeah, and like an, ele- an electrician who had just left the house 
and his name was his name was Noel, like oh, your that's son. So funny. And he was the sweetest little guy. And it was my first time living away from my family and it was in the smack dab middle of downtown. Yeah. And I was super sheltered. Like I think I'd only gone down downtown to like the old sacreds when it was on where Nico's is. Oh yeah, I remember. Um that. so I really got reintroduced mm -hmm. and I got this and I wasn't scared anymore of downtown mm -hmm. I could whenever I was hungry I ate way too much <laughs> like down I was like oh my god I'm right I loved Jolly Burrito this is when they were in their old spot mm -hmm. um, I loved it so I could just walk up the street and that was that like is it the new Dutch yeah 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 uh -huh. so when it was there I like and I would just walk up and like everything I needed was in downtown I loved it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so you didn't even think you'd be doing this when you were growing up. No. That's hilarious. Yeah. What did you study in Colorado? Um, political science. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That see, I never knew that about you. But I was only there for I was only there for a semester because it was way too expensive. Oh yeah. So I had to come home. Uh huh. Yeah. How did, did you enjoy your time in Colorado? Oh God, yeah, too much. Really? Yeah. I joked that my um, blood alcohol level was higher than my GPA. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, and so when you came back from college, what did you do? Um, I went to Harbor and I really got into the Harbor College theater scene, which oh, it's and the funny thing is very Pedro. Mm -hmm. It's like if you did Harbor College theater in the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of people who are like your age. Mm -hmm. That, that were like the last kind of like baby kids that kind of grew up there. Mm -hmm. But I had started doing it when I was in high school at Narbonne. And when I came back, I was like, oh, I know these people. It was a place to like mm -hmm. socialize and it really kind of took over my life and like met, had all my best friends. Like I still have like my closest friends that I like inherited from that, that program, but like Juan Baez. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's kind of like, if you were in Harvard College Theater, you were also in um, YMCA camping. Mm -hmm. So very, so it's very kind of culty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like you definitely familiar, familiar faces. Mm -hmm. So like lots of Pedro kids, because we don't, we didn't have programs like Encore and yeah. uh, Scalawag. I don't even know if Scalawag's still around, but like. I've heard of Scalawag, but I don't know what that is. They were just, you know, Know, it's local performance groups okay. but I think encore is kind of like is the big deal right now yeah um we so we didn't have that I didn't even know you were into theater oh big musical theater nerd yeah wow. that actually makes so much sense <laughs> I really get it now yeah okay it totally makes sense okay so was there anything else you studied while you were at Harbor no I just got an associates in political science mm -hmm. and I just didn't know what I wanted to do with it yeah so I just stopped and I just started working. Yeah, well, we all we all kind of do that. I didn't know. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. In fact, I I still don't really know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> Here I am. Um, but I also started at Harbor, and I pretty much just took all the fun classes. I just took like arts, um, like you know, oil painting and uh, public speaking. I'm one of those weirdos that enjoy public speaking. Mm -hmm. um, and I took like film and film appreciation and that's when I finally watched like Pulp Fiction and um, Star Wars sorry I'm just not a fan <laughs> <laughs> but it was Harbor that I started at and um, I think it's cool that we all kind of like go to the local community college yeah yeah and um, where did you where did you end up working for a while 
So um, I had at first my like like my first job was at Home Depot mm -hmm. when I came back from Colorado, mm -hmm. and then I went through like a lot of lo uh, hardware stores. Like I've worked at I went from Lowe's, no first sorry Home Depot, and then. I went to Eagle Hardware, which turned into Lowe's, mm -hmm. and then I got into accounting, but then it was still accounting for a hardware company That's that was called Whitecap. Uh -huh. And then I got, then I kind of fell into um, office jobs. So okay. my last corporate job mm -hmm. was working for an advertising agency called Sachi and Sachi, mm -hmm. which oh, does, yeah, mm -hmm. that does all of the, they've done the advertising for Toyota since Toyota started. Wow. Yeah, before they were, um, Gosh, I can't even remember the history. Dancer Fitzgerald Sample, I believe, DFS, okay. and then uh, so they've had the Toyota account forever. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Um, how did you like working in a corporate job? I I have I'm like a I feel like I'm a hybrid. I'm half creative, half number cruncher. Like I love organization. I think it's because I'm a I'm a Virgo. Mm -hmm. um, so I love it. There's a part of me that just loves that. Mm -hmm. I love to. Um, I'm a puzzle person. It's how I, it's really how I approach everything in my life. Mm -hmm. Even Pedro stuff, like San Pedro is just a puzzle that's gonna take me beyond my life to, to figure out. Mm -hmm. So it, it's what keeps me interested. Yeah, that's, um, that's really cool. And so what happened to that job when you were corporate? I know your story, but I'm trying okay. to like bring you're it out slowly like, for the listeners. You're trying to pull it out of me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just have to ask I'll tell you mm -hmm. uh, so in 2009 mm -hmm. so we're coming up on 10 years in April mm -hmm. I lost my job during the recession yeah. I was the only person in my department to lose their job Ugh. and I was it was totally the like it wasn't the last hired first fired it was I had to come up with because legally they can't tell you mm -hmm. um, why <laughs> that I, I just had to come up with like my own closure and it was because I was the youngest. Yeah. Um, I was great like performance wise and everything, but it just wasn't, they knew that I could bounce back faster and I wouldn't want it to have been anyone else in my department because we were a family and yeah. I love them. That's really nice to hear. Yeah. yeah so I had to, but it, it was for a long time. I would, I even told my boss's boss, I was like, can you just tell me I won't sue you? Just yeah. let me. And she was like, I can't. She's like, no, it was nothing personal. I was like, did you pick my name out of a hat? Yeah. Like, but um, I had to come up with my own closure. Yeah. And so that's what I came up. I was like. Mm -hmm. I was the, it was, I was the, it was going to be the easiest blow, yeah. you know, and I, I called it the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, after like taking some time off for myself, mm -hmm. I decided my, my mom was like, you know, you're making yourself sick because I was connected, you know, I'm going to totally age myself like monster. And I mean, does monster even exist anymore? Monster jobs. Um, um, now it's all LinkedIn and yeah, stuff, but I actually don't know if monster is like, Oh my gosh. Thing. Yeah. Like, like 10 years ago. Indeed and like ZipRecruiter. Yeah. Like ZipRecruiter is a big thing right now. Right. So I, back then it was Craigslist and monster and yeah. you had to be because the recession was so bad. You had to be within like the first minute that the posting happened to yeah. be within the first hundred We're resumes. About like 2008, 2008, 2009, right? 2009. Yeah. yeah. Early 2009. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, yeah, we cut 10% of our workforce and that was 30 people. Mm. So I was the only one in finance to lose their job. And 
I was I was diagnosed with high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and so my mom's like, "You're literally making yourself sick. Yeah, go take a walk." And so I was like, "I'm not going to get complacent on unemployment. I'm going to make myself like do projects." And so I came up. I had towards the end of um, me working at Saatchi, we had come up with this program called After Hours, mm-hmm. where the, the philosophy was that an idea could come from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so we had like an advisor who was um, a creative producer. And he thought that, he, he was teaching people who weren't in the creative process, like I was in finance. Mm-hmm. He was teaching them the creative process. And so we needed a pro bono client to work on. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want you to do real work. And so I was, at the time I was volunteering for Grand Vision Foundation. And because the Warner Grand was my, is my favorite. Yeah. Still is my favorite place in San Pedro Mm -hmm. Um, it's the root of all of my all of this work Mm -hmm. so I had offered up the Warner Grand and it was a fun enough you know exercise like of course like doing coming up with advertising for an old movie theater hell yeah Uh right and so I in doing that I had discovered the archives Mm -hmm. and it made me realize how little about my own hometown that wow, I knew. So that's what got you started. Yeah. That's what like literally lifted the curtain and it was like, oh, what's that? Oh yeah. The first time <laughs> I went to the archives, uh-huh. I had to call because like the hours are so minimal. Um, I had to call in sick to work to just go to them because they're only, you know, they're only open Mondays and Wednesdays from one to four. Yeah. And it's, it's because it's volunteer run, you know, people have lives. Uh-huh. So uh, I called in sick and I went and the first time they showed me around and I met my mentor, you know, eventual mentor, um, Anne Hansford, I had this feeling that I wanted to just grab everything that I saw and just start throwing it out the window mm-hmm. because I felt like San Pedro's history was being held hostage. Oh, wow. I was like, no one is seeing it up here. Yeah. We need to... I didn't understand where you were going with that. I was like, what do you mean throw it out the window? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm a vandal. I just want to start vandalizing stuff. <laughs> no. no. You I really you want to free the information. Yeah, like I was like, your history is up here. Come get it. Yeah. You know, and literally that's what I've been doing every day since. Wow. Just, you know, smuggling it out in my brain. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know what? This is a perfect time for a break because when we come back, I just want to get into that journey that, that pretty much that started you on. Okay. Okay. Here we go with a break real quick. Hey guys, can we talk about bad fish real quick? Uh, so not only are they the coolest and most Pedro iconic skating brand in town, but I know I've personally bought several shirts, hoodies, and hats for my husband, my brother, and myself. I'm very proud to have them as a sponsor, and I can't wait to keep you posted on their latest deals. Be sure to check them out on Instagram at badfishclothing and visit them online at badfishclothing.com. Um, so when you discovered everything that was up there in the archives, what was your first thing? What was your first mission? Well, at that point, it was just to um, research the Warner Grand. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very specific. Yeah. And it was kind of like, oh, my God, what's up here? And then it's like, but really, I'm here for this. And I had, like, you know, tunnel vision for that. And so when I lost my job... I wanted to create this pro- something for me to do mm-hmm. while I was looking for a job. Mm-hmm. 
And so I decided, I don't know, I don't even know how I got this idea. It just kind of popped in my head mm-hmm. where I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I was like, I'm going to walk every street in San Pedro. And, <laughs> and so I think I like Twitter was super new at the time. And I had a Twitter and I tweeted out, I think I'm going to walk every street in San Pedro or should I or something. And like Josh who is the uh, publisher of San Pedro Today and now one of my best friends, mm-hmm. he's like, you totally should. And I was like, oh, it's doing I'm doing it. It's done. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I created this project where I was going to walk every street in San Pedro. And so I even like, even having to figure out what our boundaries were uh-huh. was like an eye-opening experience. Learning that we're a south-facing port mm-hmm. was like, I'm an, a full-grown adult and I didn't know which way was north or that like, how to orient because me too me too and i'm so glad that because in the first episode i never could describe where pedro was for people you know like i couldn't tell you which direction it was all i know is that the sun set over like pv so i knew that was west yeah but i really didn't identify this as the southernmost tip of like of la right Mm -hmm. because you know in school they teach you that water means west and you're if you live in california and i'm like nope for me water means south yep or east so true that's so true because because i think that was the thing that confused me is that like wait no the ocean's there so that's west but wait a second the sun's setting over there so isn't that west yeah (laughs) that that's why san pedrans need like little kids need to have their own history here yeah oh my gosh yes so um but yeah that's that's kind of like what started it all was me just wanting to walk every street in San Pedro Mm -hmm. and I decided to snake east and west so up and down you know above and below because I didn't you know everyone talks in like San Pedrans have their own way that they, they experience the town even though we are the southernmost tip we experience uh, San Pedro in above and belows. Mm-hmm. You know, like I live below Western, you live above Gaffey. Mm-hmm. Like, so we, that's how we look at the city. Yeah. So almost like, like a normal map, North would be on top. For us, West is on top. That's so, so true. So PV is on top of the map that we're looking at. That is 100% yeah. true. That's yeah. so funny. We're, so like tech, you know, in other terms, San Pedro is in, like, technically is in uh, portrait. Uh-huh. We like to look at it in landscape. That is hilarious. Yeah. If it, Like, honestly, if you asked me to draw a picture of it, that's exactly that's, how I would draw it. Yeah. would be on top. Western would be going across. Yeah. Gaffey and Pacific be down here on, on the bottom. And if you drew it any other way, I'd be like, Where that's is that? not how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, fix it. <laughs> yeah, and that's what makes us culturally different. Yeah. And so that's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. And that's... To me, that's interesting. That is interesting. How we experience the town, and that's, you know, and that's the those are the kind of things that keep me going, like or keep me keep my attention. And so I sna- I sno- I snaked my way east and west, above and below, wow. um, because you basically just did hills. <laughs> oh yeah, pretty yeah. much yeah. You walked up and down hills. <laughs> yeah, I did it because the reason why I didn't want to uh, stay in. Like, I didn't want to be like, look at all this great stuff. And then like, oh, these are the poorer neighborhoods. Like, we're, so I wanted to be like, you know. Experience all of it. And it, they're just the reality of our town is mm-hmm. that, you know, because we talk in above and belows, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the stuff that's below Pacific is a lot older mm-hmm. and a lot poorer mm-hmm. than the stuff that's above Gaffey. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know what? There is bad stuff above Gaffey. And that's the one people would always ask me, like when I was done, they're like, what's the worst street? And I'd be like. It really is like, even though my 
Um, I had originally come up with San Pedro block by block Mm -hmm. to describe. It was just a description of the project that I was doing. I was walking San Pedro block by block. Um, It actually became a philosophy on how to see the town is that you can't just, you know, paint in these broad strokes of above and below where everything below Pacific is bad and um, everything above it is good when that's not true. You have to take it on a block by block basis Mm -hmm. and... And there's a reason why that block has the issues that it has, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what got me into the history is because I wanted ways to explain it. I had all these questions. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm using, when I'm going along on this walk, this blog, cause I blogged it too. Mm-hmm. So I'd walk an hour a day, Monday through Friday, take pictures of literally anything that caught my interest. Yeah. You know, sometimes it would be something pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while, I wasn't taking pictures of things that were ugly because yeah. I didn't want to shame neighborhoods. Right. But then I was like, we're not being honest. Yeah. I'm not holding a mirror up to the town. Yeah. I'm, I'm creating postcards. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have an honest kind of like depiction. Right. Yeah. Um, so but, you know, and then there was places that were below that were just, you know, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't subscribe to that anymore. Yeah. In that nine-month journey that I took, it was like, I tell people it was like my own little eat, pray, love in my own backyard. Like, I didn't get to go to, like, you know, Thailand and Italy yeah. and stuff like that. But um, I... It had the same like kind of like healing experience like I was one it was or like an aboriginal walkabout I was one person when I started I was extremely shy Um, and people don't believe me now because I still consider myself a shy person Mm -hmm. it was almost like Romy became like a persona like another identity like almost like a suit that I could put on like now I'm Romy and then I could take it off and then be Angela Mm -hmm. you know at home with my friends and Mm -hmm. so and I could tell where you knew me from in the beginning like so my friends would call me Angela and then people who knew me from the website Mm -hmm. would call me Romy Mm -hmm. and then like it started to where people would say Romy in a room and I'd turn. And so now I absolutely answer to both. Yeah, I think I call you Romy. I like. Yeah. I had to remind myself to call you Angela for this episode because <laughs> yeah. I don't normally call you Angela. Yeah. <laughs> like to me, you're Romy. I always loved the name Romy because of that movie, Romy and Michelle. And I never knew anybody with that name. I didn't either. Yeah, so when I met you, I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, I, um, so... I think I've told you the the you true me. I would love for you the to true hear. Pedro story as to where, and it's actually Pedro based mm-hmm. um, as to where the the name Romy came from. I assumed that it was just shortening your last name, which is Romero. Yeah, Romy. and then people were like, "Oh, because I, you know." When people started figuring out that Romy wasn't my actual name, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, my name is Angela, and they're like, oh, so Romy is a name, oh, because you're roaming around, I get it. Uh. Like, like they just thought that that was like a nickname. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, no, that's not where it came from. Work, I was like, sure. I was like, if that's what we want to say, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't told, like, because that's what they just decide, and I'm like, okay. Um, but yeah, so the true Pedro story behind the name Romy is, so when I was in high school, I was at Narbonne, and my history, no, not history, excuse me, my English teacher uh, was Mrs. Hickson, mm-hmm. and Mrs. Hickson is Nina Trutanich uh, from San Pedro. Uh-huh. She was like beauty queen, and you know, she's still around. And she was tough. She was the toughest lady. She was kind of like a dragon lady. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I was an okay writer, so she was fine with me, but she always bragged about Mark Brown, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then her children. She had a son and a daughter, and her daughter's name was Rome. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I think Romy actually follows me on Instagram. Because <laughs> oh, I was like, whoa, it's, I think it's the actual Romy. The one that you yeah. pretty much self-named yourself after. Yeah, like I totally <laughs> took her name. Um, and... I was like, whoa, her name is Rome? Wow, that's cool. But she would call her Romy. And I was like, Romy? Wow, I've never heard that name before. I like it. But I didn't decide to take it. And so when I was, I think a a couple years later or a year later, I was a senior in high school and I was like, I'm going to be a writer and I'm going to have a pen name. And I was very into, like I was uh, really convinced that I was going to convert to Judaism. Mm -hmm. And I was raised Catholic. You know, like my mom, she actually, she's a CCD teacher. So if you've ever had Mrs. Romero at Holy Trinity or Mary Strar, that's my mom. Wait a second. She actually taught at Catholic school. She taught, well, like weekend, Uh CCD school. Yeah. Wow. She did first, first communion. Uh So my mom, like I tell people, my mom literally jumped kids into Catholicism. (laughs) Like she was like, (laughs) you know, and so um, I was, I was starting in like when i first read the diary of anne frank mm-hmm. i fell in love with judaism i still to this day um i went to rabbi lieb at temple bethel and i had my first meeting with him and i didn't you're supposed to have like three where they turn you away three times and then like you, oh, okay. you get to then they're like okay we're serious yeah. and i only went the one time because my mom's feelings got hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'll just leave it at that yeah so um I was like, I don't need to convert to appreciate um, a culture and a religion. Yeah. And, um, but I love, I love Judaism. And so, like, I felt like I was um, equally parts Catholic because that was like, that's my history and that's how I was raised and I loved it. But the fact that Judaism spoke to me more, and the only Jewish family I knew was my brother's friend the Leibowitzes Mm -hmm. and I loved their last name Mm -hmm. and so my pen name was going to be because I was like okay what's I want to be Jewish and I love the Leibowitzes name so I'm going to take Leibowitz and then what's more Catholic than Rome and I was like oh my god I'll be Romy Leibowitz oh my god I love that (laughs) and um so it was like the secret I didn't I didn't hear that connection like between like you know Catholicism and Judaism like in that pen name and I took a yeah and that's like a very high school thing to do like oh it's it's so meaningful totally yeah Totally. And so I was Romy Leibowitz. That was my like secret, like Clark Kent, mm-hmm. Superman name. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a couple of plays, like one act plays mm-hmm. at Harbor College where that was my pen name. Um, but beyond that, it was just the secret name. Yeah. And so when I needed a, a, uh, like a pen name really for my blog, I was like Romy. Mm-hmm. I will write as Romy and no one will know who I am. Yeah. And so, and it's become as familiar to me as my first name. That's awesome. Yeah. So like I'm, when people are like, now my friends who met me as Angela have now started calling me Romy. And then people who know, met me as Romy has now started calling me Angela. And so then they smash it together Angela and Romy and they just start calling me Angie which is the like absolute worst thing that you could call me (laughs) good to know (laughs) like don't call me Angie don't call her Angie everybody it's kind (laughs) of like you know San Pedro to me it's like oh don't say Pedro yeah so (laughs) don't call me Angie call me Angela or Romy and I and I completely answer to both yeah you can scream both across the room and I will turn yeah 
I, I, I will always call you Romy. I yeah. just think that name is so cool. Not that Angela isn't. I like Angela too. Um, but Romy is such a cool name. Yeah. And now, because I know the story, it's even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's uh, Romy, if you're out there, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so then you did block by block for a while. And then what happened after block by block? So after block by block, um, I finished in June of 2010. Mm-hmm. And I was walking around with my mom on a first Thursday and her friend, and she's like, Teach, show, tell us about some of the stuff that you learned, you've been learning. Yeah. And so, I, so it was my first, <laughs> my first walking tour. Mm-hmm. And I was just literally pointing at things and being like, that's that, that's that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my gosh, you could totally do this. And I was like, oh my God, lady, do you know who I am at all? I'm so shy, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And um, she died in October of that year. And so um, in 2011, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I started county tours. Mm-hmm. And um, Your mom passed away? Yeah. In my mom time. died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started county t- tours in 2011 because mm-hmm. I was just like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I felt like I had this feeling about big change coming around San Pedro. And this is going to sound really woo-woo, but um, that's just kind of like the person that I am, is I felt like when I walked every street that, um, so not only do I have like a uh, photographic, a mild photographic memory where I can look at things and I can figure out where that is in town by looking at it, but I also have this like weird sense that like, Oh, I, I feel like I know where that is. Not yeah. just that I know, like, because I've seen it with my eyes, but I feel like I know. So I feel like when I put my feet on every section of San Pedro, that's like energetically and like kind of like dialed into the energy. Right. And so I started to feel, I was like, whoa, something's happening. Like, and I wanted to be in on it, which yeah. is what really pushed me. My, yes, the suggestion came from my mom, but I felt this change coming and I remember talking about it because I was writing for San Pedro today um, and I was like it's almost like I I feel like San Pedro has always been like Sisyphus pushing this development rock Mm -hmm. up the hill Mm -hmm. and I was like for some reason I feel like this time we're gonna get over that it's not the rug's not gonna be you know pulled out from beneath our feet that we're actually gonna be able to push that rock finally to the next level Uh and maybe then we'll have to push it up another hill but at least we'll finally clear this one that we've been trying to clear for 50 years yeah so let's do it Mm -hmm. you know and I was like I wanted to be a part of that I just was really early yeah (laughs) super early like uh 10 like 10 or so years ago yeah Yeah. almost yeah so uh I started townie tours and I had three different tours that I offered and I had like, you know, a handful of people and I'm I'll, even today, I have no problem giving a one person tour. Mm-hmm. If there's one captive audience, like that's just one more person who knows a little bit more about San Pedro. Mm-hmm. And it really took five years. So by 2016, mm-hmm. people started equating me with walking tours mm-hmm. and they would see the like 
I, people, I no matter when I was, I've given a tour, I always see someone that I know and they honk at my tour and people are like, <laughs> oh, you know everybody. And I was like, San Pedro just shows off for me in my tours. Um, yeah, I remember, We I think the first tour that I ever took was a Vista Del Oro tour. And that's that, my most popular. That's a really, I, we really enjoyed that, me and my husband. And um, on that tour, you probably had like, 15 or more people. Yeah, because it's, and so the thing about Vista, so before I did the Ports of Call tours in 2017, mm-hmm. um, my giving a, a Vista Del Oro tour for the first time was my biggest tour ever. I wonder why, because when I went, I was really just going, because we're like, let's go for a walk, she's doing a tour, like, let's just go, and we had no idea what to expect from the Vista Del Oro tour. Like, we had no clue. And we ended up going to Avril Park and then walking through the neighborhoods and learning so much about the families that came here in the beginning. And that Starkist star uh, tuna was started here. Mm-hmm. So much rich information. It was, it was a really good tour. Yeah, so I, um, the reason why I think Vista Del Oro is so popular is because it's not, it's a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything, like it's not a touristy area where everyone thinks that they know the history of or why that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a neighborhood and so I got a lot of people who live in the neighborhood who wanted to know about their neighborhood because they had moved here just because the houses were pretty or the area was very beautiful mm-hmm. and it was their first kind of, and maybe they don't even venture down into San Pedro, like downtown San Pedro, mm-hmm. but they wanted to know about their neighborhood. Yeah and there's nowhere no information anywhere else Mm -hmm. so they were like oh my god i want to learn about my neighborhood and how it grew and why it grew and so um my first tour that i the first time i ever gave the tour was for the san pedro bay historical society Mm -hmm. um and i had 36 people that was my biggest tour like ever um, prior to prior to the ports of call tours yeah where now my top number is 50. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. So it was just like 50 people following you along. Yeah. And it was it was easy to do that one because Ports of Call is closed. And like, I mean, closed in. It's not like a street. Right. So 36 is a bit much to be leading around on like narrow sidewalks. Yeah. But yeah, in, in Ports of Call, it's different. Yeah. Because people could gather around. Yeah. 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 So I did a tour every month in 2017. And then in 2018, I had to start repeating tours. Mm-hmm. And... I, I still like doing new tours because for me, I, you know, I was like, oh, I've done this one before, but, you know, I have to like realize that people, you know, not everyone in San Pedro is taking my tours. So um, honestly, we would take the Vista Del Oro tour again because I forgot half of everything I learned, you know? Yeah, it's, it's fun. So to learn every time. And it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one. It was a good one for springtime. I think mean, that's yeah. where we went. Um, okay. And uh, I guess we should talk about your big announcement. I think it took everybody by surprise. When did you decide that you wanted to start a museum? So the museum idea came about years ago, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was always this thing where I was like, San Pedro should have a museum. And it was after I had finished Block by Block. And um, I was like, we should have a museum. And... I didn't really think about it as something that I should be doing. Yeah. I just was like, hey, someone, anyone, if anyone's listening to me, you should start a museum. Yeah, kind of like this podcast. I was like, somebody yeah. should do this. Yeah. Somebody should start this up again. Yeah. Somebody do it. <laughs> Nobody does it. Right. And so, and my mom always taught me that if you want something, you should 
do it yourself because you can't you don't want to wait around for f and when mm -hmm. and make it happen so it was something i fought for a really long time because this was always something that i was doing while i was getting a new job like yeah. and it was you know my mom died in 2010 and my sister was 14. yeah and so my dad worked nights and I had to like, I literally had to start parenthood at level teenager, which yeah. sucked. Mm -hmm. Teenage girl, oh, yeah. ugh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it was the worst. Like yeah. if I never have children, I'm fine with that. Uh -huh. I'm gonna be the best aunt ever. Like I feel like I've already kind of gone through my paces. Like I did teenagers. Mm -hmm. I, I raised a, a female teenager. Yeah, that's like level expert too, yeah. to start and so. Um, it was nice to have the time to be able to um, pick her up from school and take her to soccer and do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so all of this, all of this was just stuff that I was doing yeah, until I found time. a job. And right. then I, at some point, something switched where I was like, this is my job. Yeah. You know, and I would talk about when I was doing the podcast and I was talking about interviewing people and I was like, oh, I have an interview, I can't come. And they're like, oh, with who? Like meaning like a job interview. They thought it was a job interview. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, this interview is my job. Yeah. I'm interviewing someone for my podcast. Mm -hmm. Like I had made this decision that this is the where I'm supposed to be mm -hmm. doing this San Pedro work. Mm -hmm. And so um, I fought. It was a uh, like it was a hat that I didn't want to put on, yeah. and I finally was like, "No, this is where I'm supposed to be, mm -hmm. and this is what I'm supposed to do." So I decided to uh, go back to school. I'm going back for a history degree, so that um, you know, like I have everything. I people already consider me a San Pedro historian. They trust what I say. Um, they come. They look to me for advice. So I have everything that already people who had gotten degrees are looking for. Yeah. Now I'm just going back for the receipts. Yeah. And it's fun learning all like learning about all this other history. It helps me explain more yeah. um, about San Pedro history mm -hmm. and California history and stuff like that. So I decided to just I was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And um, in 2011, right after my mom died on January 1st, um, John Olguin died. And it was like, for me, it was like a punch in the gut. Yeah. Because I just lost my mom, and I was like, we just, and then now we lost like our Pedro grandpa. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? And who's gonna like take up the reins? Yeah. And so I feel like there was something missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, if I could be the next generations like him, like, I'm not saying that I'm John Olguin, but like, I want to be just like him yeah. and I want to build something and I want to leave something mm -hmm. and it's going to be the museum. Mm -hmm. I am not the museum. I am building it. I'm not building it for me. I'm building it for San Pedro. Yeah. And so I finally was like, I stopped fighting it. Yeah. Like it, everything and all my friends, it's, you know, they were like, it's totally natural. Yes, this makes so much sense. You should be doing this. It totally made sense to me when you told me. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think everybody was just like, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I feel like we all can see it too. Yeah. You know, like we, you're right. This is what this town needs. We need a museum. Yeah. We need a place where we can have our history in front of us, especially with what's happening in our town right now. You know, we just. So many changes are happening. Absolutely. And 
there's there has to be a place where we could talk about keeping that balance yeah. between keeping and revering the old and embracing the new mm-hmm. you know um we have to welcome all these new people who are coming and i see myself as having three different audiences um one are san pedrans mm-hmm. you know the longtime san pedrans whether you were born here or you moved here 35 years ago we all even because you've been living through the history and your parents were here and you heard it from them you think you know your history but you don't mm-hmm. so um you need to just know where you're from mm-hmm. and how you're and and be proud that your family took a part in in building this town then there are the people who um, I call them the transplants. Mm-hmm. So there's the, those people that I just mentioned are the legacies, mm-hmm. you know, who have kids here that are all grown and exactly. maybe they moved here, you know, they've lived here for 35, 40 years. Um, and then the transplants. These are the people who feel connected to this town. And before there was this boom, they found it, they discovered it. Everyone feels like they've discovered San Pedro. And so they wanna know more about it. Most of the people who c- come and take my tours are, are transplants. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I do not subscribe to the locals only mentality. I hate it mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times it's the transplants that give us this new blood that we need yeah. to remind us of, oh, when, to see something through their eyes yeah. is to get a new perspective mm-hmm. and see that like, oh, I kind of like forgot about that place. They see the magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that's the thing is is to remind ourselves that this place is magical, mm-hmm. and yeah, it has its problems, but it literally is magical. Like we take it for granted every day, and really, you know, I may I, I was a complete hater. Yeah, I hated San Pedro. I had hated everything that it stood for, and and it was because I didn't know what was here. So what I'm doing for everyone else is what I, I'm just trying to do for everyone else what I did for myself yeah. was show my, I showed myself how special this place is mm-hmm. and I just want to share it with everyone else yeah. and help them see it too. And so your third, my third one yeah. is our visitors because you know, there's going to be, there are tourists that come here and we need to tap into that mm-hmm. and we need to have a place for a way for them to be interested and so to me that's how we use that is we use the filming locations Mm -hmm. because it's a language that we all speak Mm -hmm. you don't have to be from pedro to like love all the movies that have been filmed here right you know you can be half of the people that come here don't even know that they've already been here yeah on their screens Uh and so for it's for us to show them that and so that's why i think filming history is such a, an important part of what I want to talk about in the museum. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that would be a really awesome part of the museum if you can have like a whole exhibit. Tell me a little bit about your vision because we haven't really talked about that. What do you see this, like how do you picture your museum? And do you even have a place in mind? So um, I, right now my like, museum is an idea. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna grow. I don't. My I don't want to say like here it is because the first question out of people's mouth is where where's it gonna be? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you have to change your idea of what a museum is. Um, a museum holds ideas. It 
it holds knowledge and it spreads it. Mm -hmm. And so for a while, it's going to be just a concept. Mm -hmm. It's going to be programming. It's going to be um, educational curriculums for local school kids. You know, our kids need to learn their history here. I sat in on a fourth grade um, presentation. There are these companies that package California history because fourth grade is California history, third grade is local history. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's big money. If you've had any kind of a, a fourth grader where the mission project and you go to Michael's and you buy that package, oh, yeah. you know, that you're spending like $100 on a mission package. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that anymore. I think they've changed it. Mm-hmm. But still, like... I remember doing one, yeah. Local history, like California history... Uh, curriculums is like a big money maker and so there are these programs that where they ship people out to your schools and they do like a fun little program for the kids Mm -hmm. but they're all cookie cutter like and so I I sat in on one and they were like what's the local um, Native American tribe kids and they're like the kids are just shouting everything they're like good job and I was like they're saying the wrong answer why aren't you correcting them and they're like and where's your closest um, mission, and then one kid says San Juan Capistrano, and out there he's like, "Awesome!" And I was like, "No, uh-huh. <laughs> what is going on?" Like, yeah. and because the guy he flew in here, he was sent here from whatever company, and he was great, and it was entertaining. Yeah, but but it wasn't exactly accurate. No. Yeah. And so, um, but it's kind of like the only thing that's out there. So these kids need to know that you know the tribe is was like the Tongva and you know even that's kind of been called into question lately with the Tongva is it was it the Tongva was it you know and so those are the kind of issues that we need to be talking about and the kids need to know and then they need to know that history isn't something that happened somewhere else that their history was happening here yeah. that Cabrillo came here um, and the same issues that were having happening you know in the early part of the history where Native Americans were being pushed out of their land happened here too. And that they're, the people haven't gone away, like they're not extinct. Yeah. They've been folded into our community. They're still here. Right. And what impact are they having on your community? Yeah. You know, and then there's you know, the, the influx of immigrants and how we're a very, uh, we're a town full of immigrants mm-hmm. and that we're proud of that. That, you know, and I say that there has to be something magical about San Pedro because I honestly think that this is the town that got the American dream right. Yeah. Where people from all over the world can come here in search of a better life and give their families, and they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Where there was a, there was, they worked hard, they embraced American ideals, like they were very proud Americans when they became Americans. Right. They raised their kids in the American way, but they still had that tie. Mm-hmm to their home countries, you know, where I feel like I, you know, if I go to Ischia or, you know, split, you know, if I go to Croatia or Italy that I'm going to just, if I wear a San Pedro sweatshirt, they'll be like, eh, eh, anyone? Where's my family? Come see me. You know? I feel like so many Pedro families go back back home that you would see somebody from Pedro if you went to like Ischia or... (laughs) Totally. Or, yeah. And I feel like, you know, like that's my old country too because I've heard so much about it and I love the people who are from there, you know, and I've embraced them and they've embraced me and Mm -hmm. I took Croatian 
<laughs> I went to Croatian this year. It's oh so God. crazy, That's you know. Crazy. I don't think I've really like the retention as far as like words, but I want to keep going with it. Yeah. Like my my goal is to one day like at least do like a, a little like hello or something in Croatian mm-hmm. at an event. Yeah. But like I don't feel like it's weird that I'm learning that. Yeah, it's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not random that you're learning that. Yeah. Of the town we're in. <laughs> no, and so like I want kids to be to know that and learn that and and that be part of this curriculum. I think having a San Pedro Museum will will bring so much knowledge and pride into our community, especially with our kids. Yeah. I, can, I can just imagine our, our school kids in their classrooms going into the, their field trip at the museum. I really love it. It's great. Yeah, and you know, San Pedro is going to be changing and people, it's not going to be as... Uh, multi-generational as it's been this whole time I think it's going to be different why is that I just think that um, people because you know the reason that kept San Pedrins here are the jobs yeah and if we don't find a new way to keep jobs here um, and as the property values keep rising people are going to be leaving leaving yeah yeah they aren't going to be able to afford to stay here I, there were, my cousin was just like, she's like, I'm not seriously looking at this, but just look at this amazing house that was literally less than our house that we just, they just bought in Wilmington in, I think it was Massachusetts. Cause I think they were looking in Wilmington, but there's a Wilmington, Massachusetts. So oh. They were like looking at that house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I swear it is like an amazing mansion. It has a beautiful stairwell and it was less than the house here in Wilmington, yeah. you know? And I was like, wait don't stop looking at that like don't look at that don't, <laughs> stop it put it away like yeah. you're not going anywhere you're staying here in the harbor area where we will be forever <laughs> right i can't imagine anybody moving away um, but at the same time when i'm on the 405 i'm like you guys houses are cheaper over there go right <laughs> so i know i think you're right we are going to see some changes to our community we're going to see a lot of changes in the diversity and as houses and um, housing keeps rising, like you said, we're also going to be getting more people here because this is one of the last places in LA with affordable homes, which is crazy. Yeah, and even it's it's becoming unaffordable. It is. So, and you know, and then they're building all these high rises that are going to have more properties, mm-hmm. um, so more people are going to come in. So we're really going to be, you know, pretty stretched to the gills. Yeah, I, and we can't even imagine that. Yeah. So I think you're right. It is going to be changing, but um, hopefully, with this museum, we'll be able to keep a part of what makes San Pedro so special alive and well. Yeah. I love that. Um, well, I think that wraps us up. That's really what I wanted to get to today. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. Um, for all the listeners that are listening. Um, you can basically just follow me. I will be keeping you posted on all museum-related events or news. And Angela, where can people follow you? Follow they can the follow museum. me um, on Instagram and Facebook right now at That's So Pedro. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you put, uh, there's two S's, That's and So Pedro. <laughs> um, I, it's, so That's So Pedro is kind of like my personal, it was, I don't have a podcast or anything anymore, but um, I actually have to start like legitimizing everything. <laughs> yeah. So definitely keep an eye out. I'm bringing county tours back okay. um, officially mm-hmm. sometime in 2019. Um, 
and then at San Pedro Heritage Museum on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Um, don't worry, guys. For you listeners, I'll have everything linked up in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much, Angela, for taking the time to be our first guest again of the new year. Um, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate all the support you've shown the podcast. Uh, your episode is the most listened to episode. Yay. Did you know that? No. It is, it, I think it has like almost twice the listens as all the other episodes. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm hoping um, that they'll all come back for this one and we can just keep growing and then we'll have you back as soon as you get more, yeah, more movement. Yeah, I just, ha- you know, before I, we- I know you're like wrapping it up, I just want to say like how super proud I am of you because you really, you know, taken this job so seriously and the people that you've gotten, I would never have, and it's great. I think it's because you're not jaded yet. <laughs> <laughs> and that, like, you know, there's there's certain, like, places... I'm still all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, you should keep it as long as you can. And it's really great that you've done this. Um, I try to listen to it as much as I can. And I love, you know, your enthusiasm. I love your... That is your... It's your sunshine, you know. it's You're a sunshine person, and I, I love that about you. So um, keep doing great things. You know, it's. I know it's a hard job. That's why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> but, you were like absolutely right about everything that you said when the beginning. <laughs> I know, but it's it's totally valid, and you're already, you've already done so much more than I think I could have, just because of who you are. So keep doing it. Um, you're gonna just be. I think I feel like. You're gonna like not have time for me, but, um, and likewise. No. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I think if if I lose you to your podcast because you have personal success, then I'd be like that'd be like the best thing ever. So, um, I wish you just all this amazing growth in 2019. Thank you so much. I get always get thrown off when people like turn it on me and then they thank me and I was like, oh no, stop. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I really do. Cause I know that you've been supportive and I couldn't do this without, without people like you. Actually without you, there's not a lot of people <laughs> like you um, without your encouragement and having you just there. It's like, I know that you're there and you're there in my little Pedro family who's like rooting for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Not too many other people get why I'm doing a community podcast. You know, people at work, people in my family don't get it. My dad was like, what? (laughs) I know that you get it and you were like, they're rooting for me. And it really is the thing that has been like, no, I got this. I can do this. Um, So I really appreciate that. And um, I will always have time for you. (laughs) And um, thank you for listening. I really don't expect everybody to listen to every episode because it's just like a normal podcast. Yeah. You don't listen to every episode of a normal podcast. You're like, oh, I don't care about that person. I don't care about this one. You know, it's just tune in for the ones that you're interested in. And that's all good. Um, I wish everybody a happy 2019. Thank you so much for sticking around and being regular listeners. I absolutely love you all, and I can't wait to bring you more interesting episodes. So thank you, and thank you, Angela. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening and thank you for joining us on the first episode of the year. Uh, Can't wait to bring you even more amazing guests. Uh, So stay tuned and see you next week.
This episode was brought to you by Cryptospace, San Pedro's local Bitcoin cash lounge. Learn more at cryptospaceus.com. Thank you.